Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We continue on today in Acts chapter 7, moving on to verses 44 through 50. Stephen, in his address to the Jewish High Court, has just made a point to these religious leaders that the nation of Israel has a long history of rejecting God and those that he has appointed to be their leaders. His example was Moses, whom God had sent to be their ruler and deliverer. His argument was that the nation of Israel had rejected Moses, their deliverer, just as the Jews of Stephen's day were rejecting Jesus, their deliverer. Yet both were sent by God. Now we come to today's verses. Because he had been accused of speaking against the holy place, and that was back in chapter 6, verse 13, Stephen concludes his recital with a word about the sanctuary. Presumably, he had been preaching that the risen Christ had now replaced the temple as the mediation of God's saving presence among his people and as the one or the place through whom they and all nations could come to God in prayer. Now, here is what Luke writes. Our ancestors carried along with them a portable temple or tabernacle through the wilderness. In it, they kept the stone tablets with the Ten Commandments written on them. This building was constructed in exact accordance with the plan shown to Moses by the angel. Years later, when Joshua led the battle against the Gentile nations, this tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory and used until the time of King David. God blessed David greatly, and David asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who actually built it. However, God doesn't live in a temple made by human hands. The heaven is my throne, says the Lord through the prophets, and earth is my footstool. What kind of home could you build? asked the Lord. Would I stay in it? Didn't I make both heaven and earth?
It was the prophet Isaiah that had reminded the nation of Israel that all creation is a temple that God himself had made. Here, Stephen recalls that word to remind his hearers that ultimately God builds his own temple. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Stephen, a disciple and follower of Jesus Christ, was dragged before the highest Jewish court, the Sanhedrin. He had been accused of blasphemy in two areas. Number one, regarding Moses and the law. And number two, regarding God and the temple. The witnesses claimed that Stephen spoke against both Moses and God, the law and the temple. I spoke about Moses yesterday and the day before. Today I come to the words of Stephen relating to the charge that he spoke against the temple, God's house, built by Solomon. Here are Stephen's words to the Sanhedrin. Our forefathers had the tabernacle of testimony with them in the desert. It had been made as God directed Moses according to the pattern he had seen. Having received the tabernacle, our fathers under Joshua brought it with them when they took the land from the nations God drove out before them. It remained in the land until the time of David, who enjoyed God's favor and asked that he might provide a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built the house for him. However, the Most High does not live in houses made by men. As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of a house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? Stephen focuses on the tabernacle first. This was the tent-like structure built by Israel at Sinai after they left Egypt, about 1440 B.C. The tabernacle was built at God's direction. With the cloud over it called the Shekinah, it was a symbol and a token of God's presence. A distinctive feature of this structure was that it could be moved. It was designed by God to be moved as Israel moved. Therefore, its very mobility did not encourage a status quo mentality in Israel when it came to their faith. God was always on the move. There was always progress in God's scheme of redemption. God was never static. He was never localized permanently in one place or one structure. The Ark of the Covenant, the central symbol of God, was always on the move. But then the Ark was captured by the Philistines. After its return, it was relegated to a wooded hillside area where it stayed until David brought it back onto center stage again, only to request from God permission to build a permanent house, a temple for the Ark. Reluctantly, God gave permission for the people to build, not by David, but by Solomon. That was actually a concession on God's part. More important was David's seed, Christ and his kingdom. Through the prophet Nathan, God said of David's son, he will build a house for my name. That house, of course, wasn't made of stone and wood, but of living people, the church. Stephen allowed his hearers to make the application. Jesus was God's present tabernacle. He had dwelt among his people. He had tabernacled among them. He was now God's dwelling place and his people were the living stones of this new building of God. 
So Stephen reminds his hearers that God doesn't live in houses made by men. God didn't live in the temple, not even right after its completion. Even Solomon in his dedicatory prayer had said so. But Stephen's hearers had institutionalized God in the temple. They were making that God's final word on redemption. That prohibited God from any further redemptive activity. It froze God into a man-made structure. But the temple was never intended to be a permanent institution stopping any advance of God's plans for his people. God can't be imprisoned in a beautiful cage. To reinforce that point, Stephen quoted from the prophet Isaiah. Of God the prophet wrote, Heaven is my throne and earth my footstool. You can't limit God. God's point was that if you're going to limit me to a building, then don't build one at all. There was nothing wrong with the temple. Jesus had called it his father's house, and he had cleaned it up when he drove out the money changers. The disciples themselves had worshipped there. But to exalt the building is to exalt man rather than God. Beautiful though the temple was, it was built by man. Stephen didn't reject the temple, only the idea that man made temples are not an end in themselves. Religion cannot be institutionalized in a building. Stephen gives his hearers the privilege of coming to their own conclusion that God's redemptive activity can't be confined and stopped in a temple. The new temple will be the new building and the new people of God, a temple not made with hands, a temple that is mobile, not static, this temple is the body of Christ, made up of all believers in him. These are the living stones. Here is the doctrine of the church in Stephen's words. The Sanhedrin should have concluded that if we stay with the temple, then redemption is status quo. There can be no progress and no growth. The temple is built of dead material. Not so the church. Built of living people who will advance the salvation plan of God. That's what Stephen was saying here. Jesus, we new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.